Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. That's why I love doing roads, make the world turn real slow. Do the crap, let go, it's stirring up my soul. That's why I love running wild through country miles, they're out of style. They take a while, but everyone in ride will leave me home. That's why I love doing talk to God on We get lost on the way. What's up? Granger Smith Podcast, episode 18. I've taken a long hiatus. The last podcast I did was in April of this year, 2019. And I've had a lot of life happen in between the time. And um, that's, that's why I took a little hiatus from the podcast. That's also why I actually got off track listening back to episode 17 and, and kind of recapping where I was. I got off track from the one song, one music video every month that I promised you guys I was going to put out. And there was nothing that would have broken that promise besides a major life change for me. And that's what happened. Um, one of these days, I'll probably get into that and, and get into my process through that and how me and my family have been uh, since the summer 2019 and here we are rolling up on Christmas but I think that's another podcast and I probably need to put together more thoughts before I get into that Amber my wife is much a much better speaker when it comes to that right now and I don't have as many words does that make sense for for what we've been through 
Um, and it, so if you if you came to this podcast to hear something about that, I'll get I'll I'll get into that one of these days, and talk about this journey specifically for us and what it means to me and and what I what I hope um, how I hope we'll find the meaning through all this. And I've said this a couple times before that I'm not personally searching for reasons for why life happens, I'm searching for meaning. And I think there's a substantial difference in those two things. And just like I think there's a big difference between joy and happiness. I feel like happiness can just happen upon you. The sun shines a certain way and, you know, you you get rest one night and you wake up and you're happy. Joy is something much deeper. It's cultivated. It's it's a light inside of you. And uh, that's a... It's a completely different animal, uh, joy and happiness, just like reason and meaning. These are just, you know, a lot of thoughts. I've had a lot of thoughts over the last several months. But I'm back to the podcast, and, and I want to talk about music, because that's how this podcast started. That's how 17 episodes before this one went down, and there's still story to tell. There's still, uh, you know, an extension of what we're going to do, and uh, first of all, I want to apologize for not having this podcast up and running the last several months. Um, I've heard from a lot of you in meet and greets. And the reason I'm actually sitting here now in Spokane, Washington, in the back of my bus, firing up the old microphone again, is because almost every single day in a meet and greet, and we're on a, we're on a West Coast tour right now, I hear somebody tell me, when are you bringing back the podcast? In fact, somebody, there's these dudes yelling uh, several shows ago. I could hear them yelling in the crowd. They were like coordinating it. One, two, three. Bring back the podcast. You know, yelling. And so I don't know if I hadn't have had that motivation from you guys. I don't know if I'd sit here and talk again on a podcast because now I have all these YouTube channels like The Smiths. I don't know if you've seen The Smiths, um, but it's our family vlog channel on YouTube. We put out episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. And that's really been my only voice these last several months. I've made moderate social media posts, and usually they're pretty deep and not not too surface-level, come-see-our-show-type stuff. But The Smiths is what I've really been able to dig into. I haven't done any radio interviews yet. I haven't done any TV Nothing. In fact, this podcast will be the first thing since the Smiths that I've actually spoken out. So if you followed the Smiths, thank you for subscribing to that channel. Thank you for watching our our little our little uh, series we have going. It's been very therapeutic for me. I've really enjoyed talking to the camera that way. I've also in, really enjoyed the videography involved in that, and I've kind of nerded out with cameras and. If you've if you've watched that channel, you've seen it kind of evolve from literally cell phone type stuff at the beginning to really nice cameras and fun angles of the bus and drone stuff that you know I've gotten into droning and I, I've really really uh, kind of jumped into that whole aspect of the Smiths and Yee Life and the Granger channel, which I'm kind of using all three. It's not something new for me, though. I have been doing camera work since I was a little kid. I would borrow my dad's camcorder 
and create some kind of show or some kind of documentary type thing ever since I was seven, eight years old. And I have all that footage. I actually have it right here on my hard drive. And one of these days, I think it'd be really funny to kind of release a little bit of it. My, my old camera adventures. I got to the point where like when I was in high school, everyone just knew I had a camera around. So it's really not that big of a deal for me to do the Smiths like I do now. And I actually just love it. If you want to ask me a question, something podcast related, something for me to talk about, go to social media. Twitter is what I'm on right now. Looking at it because it's just easy. Hashtag Granger Smith Podcast. Ask me a question. I could easily sit here and search it out like I'm looking at right now. Um, Waycool underscore junior back in September says, do you have any plans on doing the podcast again? Well, buddy, yes. Here we go. Looking at another one, Livia, one of my favorite fans in the world. Uh, she says, okay, so it's been a year since Granger Smith showed a snippet of Still Find You on the hashtag Granger Smith podcast. And Haley and I still jam out to the short snippet of it. We would love that song. Need the rest of it. Thank you, Livia. You're amazing. Uh, Matt Balloons, right after that, he says, hashtag Granger Smith podcast. I think it would be a great idea to interview those guys you used to tour with. I'm super interested in hearing how life was with the old bandmates or people you opened for. At Granger Smith, please keep the podcast. I really love them. See you soon, pal. Um, there's a lot of them on here, and if you guys want me to dig into that, just go to socials, hashtag it, and I'm interested in all of this stuff. So to kind of catch you guys up musically on what I got going on, since the last time you heard a podcast in April, I was talking about one song, one music video per month. Now, instantly um, decided that that wasn't going to still be the plan and kind of pivoted towards That's Why I Love Dirt Roads, which is a song that I had completely finished and then I went in there at the, towards the end of the summer and started messing with that song. I kind, of, I kind of heard everything in a different light with our new situation. And I went and listened to that song again. And that was one of the songs we were planning on releasing. And I just thought, man, this song is special. It's really special. And I changed, I went in there and changed up the second verse, kind of altered it a little bit to where I was in my life, which has always been important when I release songs for they for them to kind of parallel to my life. And so I changed some words around, got back in the studio, which is for me, my studio, as you guys know, it's always been just a closet. And that's what it is today. Uh, right now, it's the back of the bus. But all the records that you've heard me sing have never been in a major studio. That's always me singing in a closet. So that actually makes it really nice for me to be able to go in and change lyrics even when songs are finished i can go in and re-sing some things and it's typically not hard to get my voice to sound the exact same as it did if i recorded it a month or two ago i could you know quickly find that same voice again and so it sounds like i sang it all in one day and reality of that's why i love dirt roads is that's like a verse and chorus and bridge or no excuse me verse chorus and second chorus sang it one time a couple months later, I go in and sing the second verse in the bridge. Totally rewrote both of those for where I was in my life. And I, and I can't even tell the difference if I listen to it all the way down. So 
Now the question is, well, what happened to the songs that we were planning on releasing? Well, we still have them. In fact, some of them are completely finished, completely mixed. Everything's ready to go. We're just kind of, excuse me, I am just kind of waiting for the right time. And I kind of want, that's why I love Dirt Roads, to simmer a little bit. I have a music video completely finished for that song. And I love the music video. Um, I shot a behind the scenes for it, which I will put on the Smiths whenever we get closer to releasing. When is that going to be? I usually leave that stuff up to my brother Tyler. And last time I asked him, he said, well, I don't want to just throw it out there. There's no reason to just throw a music video out there just because we haven't finished. We might as well at least be a little bit strategic about it and let the holidays come and go because it's, you know, everything's holiday themed right now and it's it's not really the greatest time to put out a music video. So we'll wait for that to die down. We have a lyric video finished that I just shot. I shot that uh, over at mom and dad's house and sent that footage over to Paul, uh, my video editor, who does most of my editing. And, and um, so we have that finished. So we, we, we have two things we need to put out for that song. And then I could start thinking about when's the album going to come out? There's got to be an album that has all these songs on it. Um, there's a couple of these songs, guys, I'm really, really excited about. There's one of them I'm probably more excited than any song I've put out that I could remember in 10 years or so. And why am I excited about it? It, 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 um, it feels a little different for me. It feels, um, it's a little sad, like a sad country song, but with a cool groove. And, and and I need that for my show. I typically look at songs as um, pieces of the show, you know, pieces of the 90-minute show, little little moments. And if I could build up the moments, then the more the better. It makes the show better. And we need this specific song. It's gonna be it's gonna be great for the live show. And so then looking back on the previous episodes of this podcast, I went back and kind of heard a little bit scanned through episode 17 and I was talking about kind of the period in my career where we were just kind of things were just starting to pop I had the country boy song out and things were really working I had an album called dirt road driveway that changed my life and um, to this day that's the reason we got nationwide and we got into uh, a lot of different venues across the country because of Dirt Road Driveway that included um, we do it in a field and if money didn't matter and stick around and um, bury me in blue jeans and Silverado bench seat, miles and mud tires and the Country Boy song, Country Boy Love. So that was a, a really big deal for me. And that's kind of the birth of Yee Yee Nation was Dirt Road Driveway. And after that, after that album came out, I lost my dad in 2014, and that was just shortly after Dirt Road Drive. It was in 2013, kind of the end of it. So, um, so I kind of had to, I had to endure grief for the first time, and everyone deals with grief in different ways. In fact, the different griefs I've gone through in my life have all been different, even though it's all me experiencing it different people. And uh, I've experienced grief different ways from different losses. And 
with my dad, I just wanted to smile again. You know, I wanted to feel good. I wanted to feel good again. And he was such a huge fan of my music and encourager of me and, and motivator of me and, and sometimes critic of me in, in a good way that I needed. And all he, all he wanted through my struggle, you know, he saw me struggle for decades in the music business. And he just, he wanted to see me get the credit he thought I deserved. And I think as a father, that's an admirable thing. You, you, you see your son out there fighting and, and working and being creative and, and putting blood, sweat, and tears into this work. And he just wanted to see me enjoy the fruits of that. And so with Earl Dibbles and, and Dirt Road Driveway, he finally started seeing that. We got in a bus for the first time. We weren't, you know, we were actually sleeping in bunks instead of taking turns driving a van every night. And that meant so much to him to see it. It was kind of like, you know, this proud dad moment he can kick back and, and smile and say, I knew it all along. And I could truly say he did. He knew it all along. He knew I would get a record deal. He knew we would eventually get fans. And he saw so many shows with no one there. And then he died in 2014, so he, he only saw, you know, six months of that. And um, there was a part of that that was tough on me, knowing that he never really saw us have success. And success itself, that's a whole different story. That's a whole different podcast, a whole different discussion on how to judge success and how to define individual success. Um, because in a lot of ways, you could say I had it all along. Because I was happy and I, and I enjoyed the process, even when we weren't technically successful in any kind of numbers and no one was watching the music. I thought I thought we were having fun. So that's a whole different story. But but when Dad died, um, it was hard to go back out and play. It was hard to play a show. Um, I had the. Have you ever have you ever lost somebody and had the feeling in the cell phone age of a ghost text or have you ever pulled your phone out and wanted to call somebody and then realized they're gone? And you literally are holding the phone, wanting to push their number. In fact, I think I did hit his, hit his number on favorites on my home screen several times. And then I would go, oh, what am I doing? I would hang up. And then actually when we cut off his number, that person would call me back and I would decline it. It's weird, weird stuff. And... I struggled with that on the road, and any of y'all that saw me the summer of 2014, um, maybe you didn't know, but I was really struggling, and I was struggling mentally with without my hero and um, the person I relied on for so long, my whole life, and the biggest supporter besides my mom, biggest supporter of my music. Um, I guess I should, I should throw Amber in there too, but but uh, Amber. You know, she loved my dad, too, so she kind of went through her own grief in that. So I was on an airplane heading to Portland, Oregon yesterday, and I was kind of looking back on on a decade of my music, specifically my songwriting, and I've always done what I call work tapes. And that means it's kind of like a demo, I guess you could say, but back back before... I wanted to pay money to actually have people um, play on a demo of the song, which I still don't do that. 
I was making work tapes, meaning I would lay down a click track, I'd play guitar, I would sing, and then I would sing over myself as, with harmony, then I'd play another guitar part, and I'd play some little lead parts. And they started becoming more and more elaborate. And I could play you some of them, but I have a collection of 15 years of work tapes. And yesterday on the plane, I was listening back through these work tapes, and I was like, what was the song I wrote after Dad? Like, what was the next song I wrote after I lost Dad? And I lost him in March of 2014, and then the first song that I wrote was in June of 2014, and it was Backroad Song. Ironically, my first number one song at mainstream country radio, Backroad Song, my first platinum song, and all this was after Dad. Like, Dad never knew me standing on the stage holding a plaque with a platinum record or a number one song. He never even knew me on to have any, because that was my first mainstream single, so he never even knew me to have any mainstream song on the radio. Isn't that ironic? Like, just a few months after was was when I wrote that song. And maybe that was by design. You know, like, maybe that was the destiny of Backroad Song was it took... It took dad and it took me wanting to be happy and wanting to smile and wanting to have that nostalgic feeling of driving down the road and no troubles, not a single worry in the world, windows down, radio up. What's the rhythm of that song? What does that song feel like? And to me, it would be a song, let's cut to the chase, and just called Backroad Song. And I want to play you the work tape of Backroad Song. This has never been heard before. This has never been played anywhere outside my closest family circle. I don't, my band hasn't even heard this whole work tape. But it's an example of not only of the work tapes that I was making for every song I was writing, but I also want you to hear this because I was just listening to it on the plane because it's really interesting. One more little story before I play it. I, I got connected that year, 2014, with an old producer friend of mine named Frank Rogers. And I think I've talked about Frank on this podcast. But uh, Frank produced the Remington album. And he's a longtime Brad Paisley producer, Darius Rucker, Josh Turner. Um, there's a kind of a long list, Scotty McCreary. There's a long list of that of not only Frank has produced, but he's also written a lot of big hits. And when, when Frank and I kind of agreed to do a project together, which was going to become the 4x4 EP, which then evolved into the Remington album, he said, hey, send me, send me some songs you have. And Frank's really good at taking kind of the components of a song, the fundamentals of a song, and digging in and making it become a radio song or a mainstream song. He's really good at kind of taking what the song is and then like rearranging these words here and flip-flopping this this here and putting just kind of like he has the puzzle pieces and it makes a it makes a cool picture but he could make it a beautiful painting if he kind of really dives into those pieces and so what you're going to hear is the original backroad song that i wrote and then this is what i sent to frank and then frank called me and goes dude backroad song that sounds like a hit he goes come to my house let's Let's work on a few things, and then you'll be able to hear the changes that we made together. (laughs) 
There's nothing like that rhythm of a back road for putting melodies in my head. Barbed wire fence carving out a hillside red sunset. Slanging dust on an old gray black top. I hear the 35s whistling by. Steer the wheel one handed on a two lane hugging that line. I got the windows down. No one else around singing. So sweet that I want to sing along Fill a cup, turn the radio up This is my back road song I'm pulling up to an old green tractor I hammer down and I pass them on up The breeze smells like a summertime hayfield's just been cut I got the windows down Way out of town Singing Ooh, Freedom is the mouth I'm rolling on Ooh, Out here cruising to a back road song I feel the wheels like a melody It's so sweet that I want to sing along Fill a cup, turn the radio up This is my back road song The kind of song about love There's no heartaches or breaking up It's not the kind of day for that stuff Ooh, Freedom is the miles I'm rolling on Ooh, Out here cruising to a back road song I feel the wheels like a melody It's so sweet that I want to sing along Fill a cup, turn the radio up and this is my back road song. Fill the cup, turn the radio up. This is my back road song. Ooh. Ooh. This is my back road song. Feel the rhythm of it. Feel the rhythm of it. Feeling my back road song. That's the rhythm of it. That's the rhythm of it. Rolling my back road song. Feel the rhythm of it. That's the rhythm of it. Rolling my back road song. Feel the rhythm of it. Live the rhythm of it. Living my back road song. So those of you that have heard that song for a long time, you've probably heard that version and it's like, oh, makes your ears tweak uh, when you hear those different words that are in the spots they're not supposed to be. But that's just because you're used to the uh, the radio version. So Frank gets the song and he's like, man, this is awesome. Then um, I could tell you, you could, you could tell right off the bat, like what he said. He said, man, I love barbed wire fence carving out a hillside. Let's just make that the first line. I was like, okay, that's cool. And then there's the part in the chorus about, um, was it, what does it say? Get a cup, turn the radio, fill a cup, turn the radio up. This is my back road song. And Frank was like, what are we doing here? Are we uh, drinking and driving? I was like, yeah, I guess, I guess we shouldn't even insinuate that that's what we might be doing. Um, and then, and then the, uh, let's see, I, 
I looked at the bridge and it says old, old green tractor. And I was like, man, it might be cool to say old new Holland, you know, cause you'd have the old and new right together. It's kind of a, kind of sounds kind of songwriting. hit the brakes for an old new Holland. That's so that was an easy change. And then the bridge, it's interesting. Cause now you see what I'm talking about with what I was going through with my dad. I was, I was trying to write a song that was like, man, hell no, this ain't no song about love or it's not the kind of day for that stuff, you know? And Frank gets a hold of it and he's like, man, I get it. I get that that's on your mind, but man, I feel like we got to bring a girl into this song. I feel like we got to be pulling up, like the whole thing was cruising to go and pick her up and she slides on in this truck. That's the only thing that could make this day better, that type of idea. And you know what? He was right. And who knows, maybe the song was a hit because of that. Maybe not, but, um, it's cool now that we, we, now that Backroad Song has a girl in it, instead of the original way I wrote it was like making sure that everyone knew it absolutely wasn't about a relationship of any kind, (laughs) you know, there's a time and a place for those kind of songs too. You know, I have kind of looking at this hard drive, I have so much old stuff, like old memories and work tape like if you've heard a song of mine there is a work tape version and it's probably not the same as the song you know um so i've got i maybe i've just been uh maybe i've been bored over the years but i've documented everything pretty well um i still have all these poets logs which i know i was playing on one of these last podcast episodes it's like these little voice memos i would say on my on my phone and kind of talk about where we were at the time in fact, here's one. This is one I'll play you right now of our last van trip, right before we were going to a bus. Like we had the new bus. It wasn't new. It was used, but it was new to us, ready to go at home. And we were making one more run in the van. This is in 2013. Here it is. All right. It's October the 14th, right? 2013. What's going on? Waiting on Jeff. Jeff. Jeff is uh, inside McDonald's. He likes to wait for everybody else to get their food, and let the place clear out real well, and then before he gets his food, before he even goes in. Man, this is uh last trip in the van. Yeah, it's the final excursion. I'm, pi- I'm pissed off about it. I want to stay in the van for forever. Yeah. Todd doesn't mind because he doesn't drive. So. <laughs> Bye. I've got those little memory gems for days on this computer. And maybe if I keep making more episodes, I'll eventually play them all on here. So I'm about to run in here, sound check in Spokane. And um, I'm proud of myself that I'm back to the podcast. Um, all those dudes that were yelling, bring back the podcast. Hey, here I am, bro. I'm back. And I want you guys, please, to go to social media and tell me what you would like to hear more of. Hashtag Ranger Smith Podcast, Insta or Facebook or Twitter, whatever your favorite is. Um, hey, you could also watch a Smiths episode if you haven't already. Go comment below one of those videos and tell me about what you want to hear on the podcast there because I also check those comments. That's another way. Or you can come to a meet and greet, which is how I've been hearing about this uh, recently from people that want to hear the podcast back. Is just go to the meet and greet. You could get. You can get a meet and greet for any of my shows on grangersmith.com. Go to the tour schedule or dates or whatever it's called tab. And each tour date has a little 
little square that says meet Granger and hit that and it gives you an opportunity to meet me at each and every show. Then we could talk about this. And if I keep them all like this, this is actually manageable for me because I've sat down, I've only been here like, what, 45 minutes and this sucker's done. I get to go do sound check. I want to continue the story from from that Frank Rogers story of Backroad Song. I, we released it independently and then that was still before I got a record deal. Now getting a record deal was a life dream of mine and that's a whole different story. And I'll tell you soon. See you guys. It happens like that Out of the blue sky Lost in her blue eyes Yeah, when it happens like that Nothing to lose Turns right into you Doing all you can do Just to keep her around Till the moon goes down And you're back at your house One thing leads to another You loving each other When looking you never look back It happens like that Thanks for listening to the Granger Smith Podcast I hope to see you on tour Go to grangersmith.com forward slash tour See you soon Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org.